Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shakespeare told us that the world is a stage and we are all players. Now, the concept of being an actor in this world is an interesting one. Um, but if you're an actor in this world, there are times when you are also an audience in this world. Uh, we participate as actors and we participate as audiences. We should ask ourselves, in our act, who are we playing to? And as an audience, who are we listening to? These two questions and the answers to these two questions can tell us a lot about ourselves. They can tell us a lot about our attitudes, a lot about what we consider important, a lot about what we're trying to accomplish, and a lot about where we're going to in this world. When you're born as a child, you play mostly to your parents. Uh, you play uh, different emotions to express different needs so that you can get what you want. As you develop language, uh, you continue to play to your parents um, for the same reasons, only now you use words instead of screaming. As you are playing to your parents, you are also an audience for your parents, and your parents are playing to you. And you get all of the play action that they're involved in imprinted on you. And especially when you're little, the acts that your parents play have a very strong influence on you and the act that you will develop. In other words, your parents are beginning to set up the script for your life. And Bawa told us often, that which is written on you when you're young is like writing on stone. When you get older, it's like writing on water. The point being that the grooves that are established in you when you're young are grooves that are going to stay with you for a very, very long time. And to change these grooves, to be able to maneuver your way out of these grooves, is going to be a difficult situation that requires an enormous amount of effort. So what's happened? The script for your life, in the beginning of your life, is given to you by your parents. And before you are cognizant enough to determine whether or not you have a good script, a mediocre script, or a bad script, a lot of script 
is imprinted on you. So, as an actor, you need a script. Where do you get your script from? And what's the reason for your script? Usually, a play, a movie, uh, targets an audience. So, you develop a script that will target a certain audience. What is it that you're trying to target? And what's the script that you're using in trying to target this specific sector? Who do you want watching you? Who do you need watching you? Who do you interact with that watches you? And conversely, in the audience portion of your life, who do you watch? Why do you watch it? And what's the reason that you interact with it? There's a story about uh, a sheikh who told his disciples uh, to all get a chicken and kill uh, the chicken where nobody was watching. And they all went out, uh, and a few hours later they all came back, except the slow one in the group. And they all laughed at him and asked him why he didn't kill the chicken. And he just stood there with his chicken shaking as was the way he was. And the sheikh finally said, well, how did you all do? And they all told the story about where they killed their chicken, how nobody saw. And then the last one said, there was nowhere I could find that God wasn't watching me. Now, this is an old story, and it's a usual story. But it comes down to the question of who's your audience? And who have you made up as your audience? And more importantly, are you cognizant of your audience? Are you cognizant of the fact that God's watching you? And if you are cognizant of the fact that God is watching you, what have you done to alter your script so that it conforms to that specific audience? What have you done to arrange your existence so that it fulfills what that specific audience appreciates? And have you been able to arrange your act appropriately? Or are you still acting to an audience so that you can get praise? Or that you can fulfill desires? Or that you can somehow gain worldly acceptance, treasures, uh, and all of the different kind of things that we think we get from the world. If you've decided that God is your audience, you have to somehow begin to evolve an appropriate act.
In other words, as an actor, in other words, the action in our life has to become action that's suitable for Allah's presence. That's actual, that's, that's appropriate and suitable to be interactive with Allah as our audience. Reality is that whether we accept this fact or not, that's our audience. But it depends on who, what critic you're playing to. Because different critics are going to give you different uh, acknowledgments as to your act based on different criteria. If your audience is thieves, they're going to judge you on your ability as a thief. If your audience is murderers, they're going to judge you on your ability as a murderer. If your audience is soldiers, they're going to judge you on your ability as a soldier. If your audience is accountants, it's how good you uh, add and subtract. If your audience... uh, on and on and on and on and on. I'm sure you get the point by now. But we create our audience, we create our act, and we have to take responsibility for both parts, the creation, the audience, and the act. Now, if we decide that the world is no longer our audience, but our audience is now Allah. Where do we get our script from? What do we need to learn? And it becomes self-evident once you think about this that you have to get involved with the scriptures. Because the scriptures essentially tell you how to act appropriately according to God's intention for you. Now, the problem with scriptures is that they're open to interpretation. And they're open to an enormous amount of interpretation. So, you have to begin to be able to gauge which interpretations are appropriate. You see, it's never really that straightforward. It always involves some kind of decision-making on your part. In other words, you are integrally involved in your own act, in your own development, or in your own despoilment. You are the root cause of where you're going And you have to take the responsibility for the root cause of where you're going. And you have to set that intention, that cause, in a certain direction. And as you set that course, that's the direction that you're going to go in. As you set your audience, that's the act that you're going to play. As you create your part, in other words, how you see yourself is going to determine your act. Now, are you capable of seeing yourself as Allah's greatest creation, which he told man that he was? Or do you see yourself as somebody unworthy, 
as somebody incapable or as somebody who doesn't need any help, as somebody who can do everything themselves because of the great power that they have within them and their ability to move the world. See, you can ignore God for lots of different reasons. But how do you see yourself? And how do you see the role in acting classes? In order to uh, understand your character, they go through something called the method. And the method is to try and establish within yourself the MO, the modus operandi, the reason for being, the cause root of why the actor, why, why the person you're playing is doing what they're doing. We have to do the same thing with us. We have to establish the modus operandi for why we do what we do. The reason for why we do what we do. How did we come to the conclusion that we should be doing these kinds of things? Did we ever give it any thought? Or do we just act? There's a difference between improvisation and script. Improvisation is responsive without a written text that you're following. Improvisation can also be responsive without a certain moral code that you're following. Do you have a textual moral code that influences your actions or do you merely improvise your actions at whim? Do you have restrictions as to the kinds of actions that you participate in? Do you have restrictions as to the type of audiences you'll be seen with? Do you have restrictions as to the type of people that you gather with? Do you have restrictions as to the type of conversations you take part in? Do you talk about anything? Or do you talk about certain things? Do you talk about mundane things? Worldly things? Holy things? Or despoiled things? Where is your attention? Who wrote your script. What is your improvisation? In the beginning, before we can improvise, we need to know how to act. Once we can do the script, then we can improvise from the script in the same mode as the script. What do I mean? I mean, first, you have to learn, if you're looking to follow the godly path, the knowledge of what's right and what's wrong. In specificity. Because conscience doesn't develop in a second. Wisdom doesn't come in 
a blink of the eye. There needs to be growth, there needs to be appropriate action, there needs to be learning. The prophet said, go even unto China to learn wisdom. The point being that you have to be an active participant in receiving wisdom. Once you have learned textually the difference between right and wrong, once you've learned the specificity of the difference between right and wrong, then you're capable of improvisation. Then you're, inca- you're capable of not having to refer back to make sure that what you're doing is right or wrong because you've created a base of understanding and knowledge and hopefully wisdom within yourself that has developed a conscience which understands bounds and understands restrictions and understands what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate and you stay within that realm. And then the odds are that you will continue to act appropriately. Of course, we are always susceptible to our lower self and being turned off the path. Always being the operative word, which means your consciousness has to be constantly aware of the fact that we have internally and externally forces that are trying to pull us from the way of the truth. And they are relentless and they never stop. And if we're going to be encountering them, if we're going to be facing them, if we're going to live in this world, we have to be as relentless as they are. And if we are not as relentless as they are, we will soften and weaken and fall to their relentless attacks because their attacks are not straightforward. Their attacks are subtle and rational, or at least apparently rational. They attempt to be rational, to make reason or way or an opening for you to be able to follow that inappropriate path. Words are terrific, but they're nothing compared to action. Uh, Lots of people talk a very good game, but they can't play. This playing, this play acting, is the most important game that we're involved in. It's the act of our life. And either we are going to fall into the mundane passage of time and our life is going to be eaten up in that passage of time, or we are going to escape from the world into the door of reality where time has no meaning, where we no longer are susceptible to the ravages of the world because we are no longer attached to the ravages of the world. Because our act is in reality. Our intention is to be 
in that timeless place with the timeless one who has no beginning or end. So that which has limits, that which has a beginning and an end is not what we're interested in. But more importantly, when the focus is on that which is limitless, your action becomes appropriate in the world of limits. Because God created the world of limits. And God is merciful to the world of limits. And if you are with him, you are also merciful to the world of limits. So in order to create your appropriate action here, to get to the place beyond limits, you have to begin by understanding who you are and why you do what you do. Think of yourself as a blank slate on a blank stage who's creating a play. And that play is your life. Who do you want to be in it? How do you want to act in it? Does it matter what hat you wear? Does it matter if you wear the clothes of a pauper or the clothes of a king? What becomes the important part of the act? What has status in reality? Is it being rich or is it having gratitude? Can you understand the difference between the two? You can have a bowl of watered soup and if you're grateful, you have touched reality. You could have all the wealth in the world and if you want more, you've dug a grave. We need to understand the qualities that belong to God and the qualities that belong to the world. And we need to shift our emphasis into the qualities that belong to God. And then we begin to realize that costuming, titles, all of the worldly things that our <coughs> eyes see are the least important part of this act. What's important is the fabric behind all of it. What's important, it's what's going on inside the actors. What's important is their focus. Not the focus on them, the focus from them. Who and what are we focused on and how do we accomplish our focus? We need to pray every day about our focus and the accomplishment of our focus. And we need to understand that patience is the umbrella of God's throne. So while you're in the midst 
of going from Act 1 to Act 2, or Act 2 to Act 3. What's going to protect you from the anxiety of not being in Act 2 yet, or things not going exactly the way you want, is one of God's qualities. And which one is it? Patience. It's the ability to be able to sit within that patience when things aren't going the way you think they should. And we, patience also tells us that we need to look less at what we think should be and try to learn what is. Perfection exists around us. Allah did not create imperfection. But we're not always capable of seeing perfection. So in our search to be able to self-discover the perfection that exists, we need the patience to give us the capacity and the space and the time to do that. So may Allah help each of us. Mm -hmm. Take us on the straight path. Take us towards Him and develop the appropriate act with Him as our audience that will please our King. Amen. Amen.